Hello guys, welcome back to TV Therapy. My name is Ben and today I am joined by my guest, Ollie Fry. Now Ollie is an actor, he is a musician, he is a poet and he's an all-round great guy and he joined me a couple of months ago to talk to me about his favourite TV shows. Now forewarning for you guys, today's episode does have some sound quality issues. I have tried to clean them up as much as possible but hopefully they won't be too bad for you. Also the usual spoiler warning applies. If you don't want to get spoiled for certain shows like Peaky Blinders, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad, then probably skip those parts. Also, excitingly enough, I have my first Patreon. Um, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, uh, you, or you want to support me and all the other work I do, such as writing and spoken word and film reviews, and then head on over to my Patreon. A link will be in the description of this podcast, and you can support me for however much you want. Or just like and share it and, and all that jazz. And it would be very much appreciated either way. So there's that as well. Now without further ado, it's time for the interview. So my guest today, uh, Ollie Fry. Welcome to TV Therapy. Hey, how are we doing everybody? Thank you very much for joining me. How have you been? Uh, thank you very much for the invite. I, am, I have been good. Pretty full on actually for uh, something called lockdown. You know, I feel like I've been... Zooming around all over the place, sort of uh, doing various things, keeping boredom away. <laughs> in the face of the flick, really. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, what have you been doing? What have you been watching TV a lot? How how much TV have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching a few sort of little reruns of various things, just sort of squeezing it in. Yeah, it's been a little bit quiet on the TV front. Uh, yeah. Sort of fairly recently and stuff like that. So, you know, for the most part, you know, it's good to to flip on and stuff like that. I I found um, iPlayer is kind of got better which is, which is yeah. yeah it's got a nice sort of nice range of stuff on there now as compared to what they're actually showing live now which is yeah. mainly mainly a, a, a panel show where everyone sits down and talks about like their favorite kind of christmas half an hour are you a big tv watcher in general like what would you say that you watch more or less yeah i'm a pretty big tv like uh, watcher and like when i get into a series of i like proper kind of smash it you know, pretty hard and stuff like that. You know, obviously with all the streaming platforms, how easy that is now. Sort of fairly recently, I've been hit, hitting like uh, big shows like Peaky Blinders a lot. Like I've been binge watching that religiously. A few sort of various other little crime dramas and things like that. Uh, Luther as well. Like Luther was kind of weird. I kind of watched it when it was on, it was kind of live up to a point, and then um, yeah, sort of went out. And I've recently kind of come back to it, and that's been okay. Sort of okay. picked up where I, almost where I left off. No, cool, fair enough. No, they sound good. Um. I, I haven't actually caught up with those. I am, I mean, I've got a long list of probably thousands of TV shows and Peaky Blinders and Luther are on there and I do mean to watch them. What we'll do now, we'll, we'll just jump into the questions. So we'll start this up. What is the first TV show you remember falling in love with? Right, okay. I was six or seven years old, I think. I remember eating uh, probably, because that's probably all I ate at the time, of all the shreddies, and uh, watching... Bert Raccoon on a bike with wings on it trying to fly uh, mm-hmm. and that was the, my introduction to the raccoons uh, and also my introduction to the most kick-ass TV like intro of all time yeah like, okay yeah, it's just uh, yeah I have no idea how uh, a Canadian cartoon show got essentially like the most 80s kind of synth rock tune that's yeah. ever been made for it to uh, for its sort of main theme, um, yeah. But yeah, and also just a, a, a show that was kind of, yeah, like just love the energy in it, the characters. Uh, Bert Raccoon, as mentioned, is probably my favorite animal. Just uh, that little zany dorkiness, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just a lot of heart, a lot of heart. It was a, 
loving as a kid. Yeah. And then sort of like led on, I think like cartoons are sort of, you know, I'm sure for many people were a sort of yeah. like gateway into TV. Uh, and then, yeah, sort of that sort of running back from school going like, oh, oh, if I look at it, oh, I can't get my homework done in like 20 minutes. I can watch like Digimon. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the sort of, because obviously, you know, as a, a pretty kid, kid sort of our age, I think, you know, we can always yeah. say, say that, you know, the, the, the first wave of anime kind of, or it should be the yeah. second wave, it's first wave, you know, you get like your Attack on Titans and your Sailor Moons and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, this, this was sort of that height of that, you know, uh, SMTV. SMTV yeah. was like, you know, the, the hub of, you're there chilling yeah. in pajamas on a Saturday morning and to deck and, you know, this. <laughs> there and you're watching like pokemon you're watching yeah cool cool just so much energy and life in those shows you know kind of the the bright vivid color palettes and you know the very sort of very simplistic kind of moral messages i suppose and sheer imagination of it like you what you know it still mm. holds up today just you yeah. know, how imaginative and also it's quite edgy yeah. as well like particularly yeah i've always been a big fan of the anime kind of genre and the fun just that that sort of that's, you don't really get that a lot, you know. From, and then, then there was sort of American TV as well, like sort of the, the Looney Tunes as well were a big one for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there was that sort of, you know, but, but nothing had that kind of edge to it. It made you feel cool. I yeah. Mean, that was the great, like, the draw factor of anime, like it makes you feel yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it. I completely agree, yeah. I remember, I remember specifically doing all that sort of all the after-school cartoons and did, oh, did you ever watch um, like the Dennis the Menace show and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, all, so many weird ones. I remember there was um, Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids was one of the oh. main ones. Was that was that Ardman? Was that Ardman? Maybe? I don't think it was, was Ardman. It, um, was it Laika? No, it was. I think it, I don't know what it yeah. was. It was from ITV, but it was it was stop motion. It was it was so weird and creepy for a children's show, you know. Um, mm. And it had um, yeah, for sure. I, I, was, I can't remember who it was Nigel Planer. I think it was one of the young ones who was the voice of the the creepy cinema guy. That was the cinema guy, yeah. You're watching Grizzly Tales. <laughs> yeah, I remember the voice. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, that was yeah, a weird show. Yeah. Ah, around the twist as well. So that that okay, stayed yeah. in the memory long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and there's so many good ones. So many good children's cartoons back then. Um, all weird and freaky in their own ways, aren't they? Yeah, um, there was a, there was a real kind of uh, yeah, that sort of grotesqueness that was I think like late nineties kind of. I think you find it a lot in like Roll Doll books and stuff. That sort yeah, of, yeah. It's 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 a normal ish kind of setting, but there's that kind of yeah. edge like it was anarchic, things, yeah. Yeah, you, like from a child's perspective, and everything's kind of you know, if someone's yeah. like not nice, they're you know, they're really kind of everything about yeah. them is not nice, they don't look nice, they don't sound nice, mm-hmm. and, you know, their voice is grating, and you know, yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was clever writing and sort of good time for that sort of style of genre of, of TV. It was definitely good because each generation of animation has, has kind of improved and become more like progressive than the last. You all the animated shows you get nowadays, Adventure Time. Uh, Steven Universe, things like that. They are they are kind of inspired by the shows that were on in the previous generation, so like SpongeBob and stuff like that, where it's yeah. it's it's more imaginative and weird, and it gets weirder with each kind of generation where they're learning 
from the it's previous. It's a playful one. medium, isn't it? Like animation. Mm. I think, like, yeah, I think sometimes animation is is very quickly kind of just underwritten as just kid stuff, and it, you yeah. know, there seems to be a limitation. When in actual fact, animation, you know, the, the sheer crit. Like you look at like uh, even something like a Looney Tunes or. Uh, and the amount of like you know and also yeah. and also like away from the anarchic stuff also the emotions and things like yeah. that like i yeah. remember shows like hey arnold and things like that like mm. the visual storytelling in hey arnold mm. like you know that helga versace and the fact like you never saw her parents mm. and, you know, and yeah. that's something i remember about that and also you know just um yeah there's just uh, even rugrats as well rugrats has some very nuanced yeah I was, I was gonna say i don't know if you remember the rugrats movies but some of the utterly heartbreaking moments were in those movies it was in Rugrats yeah. Rugrats Go Paris and uh yeah I think it was Rugrats in Paris where um it's all about Chucky because he's his mum he doesn't have a mum and there's yeah. a scene at the beginning where all the kids are dancing with their mums except him because he doesn't have one he's just lonely and sad and it's heartbreaking yeah for kids to watch that I was crying yeah, <laughs> um but yeah. let's move on to the next question um what show makes you laugh more than any other I've got to say, like, um, going back a little bit, uh, watching 30 Rock and just, yeah. you know, so sharp on the right. You know, yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. E- ex- extras as well was a big one for me. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, sort of, yeah. Sort of doubled a bit with acting and stuff like that. And having been on, like, a few sets as an extra and stuff like that, it's just yeah. so, you know, it, it really yeah, captures yeah, yeah. that. The sort of, the, the fact that the actors, you know, the, the people that are playing kind of caricatures of themselves. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like how we imagine them to be, you know. It's kind of it's, it's quite clever. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, going back to a sort of earlier point, I suppose the stuff that that's maybe continuously laugh the most is actually The Simpsons. I've got to say, um, yeah. probably yeah. yeah, just the you know the classic Simpsons episodes, and you've got to think like you know the yeah. the twenty-ish minutes and stuff like that. And just the amount of like the like so layered like visual gags, obviously the gags of, of the characters and things like that, and just um, it, it's so it hits you in different ways like in the pop culture references, but they're, they're not like winking your face. I think that's something that's kind of happened a bit with uh, a lot of TV and like you know movies as well and stuff when they're referencing yeah. niche kind of things. It's all yeah. very much kind of like you know this, don't you? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's it shoved in your face a lot like that, but it's just a lot of the subtle things like sight gags and uh, you know, yeah. things like that in The Simpsons, very, very subtle, very, yeah, and very quotable. Oh, so yeah, cool. of course. It's 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 kind of like, it's such a, because our generation, like this millennial generation, we're so obsessed with The Simpsons at its heyday, like, because it's so memeable and quotable. And it's, mm. it was, it was quite, I mean, it was, when it was at its peak, it was, the best show on TV. There was like nothing else like it because it was funny and it was, yeah, it sure. took serious subjects, but, and it, you know, it, it made you cry as well. There were some heartbreaking episodes in there as well, some beautiful moments. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, um, yeah, there's a real breath to it. And also, yeah, just the way it sort of, yeah, it's, it's, it, it weirdly kind of parodies and also kind of, but showed a very honest representation of, of small town kind of American kind of, mm values and ideas yeah. and, and life and stuff yeah there's also kind of meta humor as well it's very yeah very very clever, very clever yeah i love the simpsons um what is a tv character that you aspire to um <laughs> i th- well there, there 
there's a there's a there's a few like a kind of there's characters I kind of admire. Um, weirdly, one of them probably Rick Sanchez. I'd say. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I do. I, I admire his kind of the way like he is so representative of kind of a modern mindset, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, and also just the way he's just you know. Yeah. It's never flap. He's never flappable. Like com- totally unflappable. Everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 He is. He is. He is the ultimate chess master. But like, unlike kind of Sherlock Holmes, where it's kind of yeah, like Sherlock Holmes just just doesn't lord over it nearly enough. It's yeah. kind of like Rick Sanchez is like, I, I beat you before you even considered playing the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. No. Yeah. And I think there is a heart to the character. It's, it's kind of clever. Like if you watch those films, look at what he's kind of done. Yeah. No. Yeah. I comp- yeah. I agree. I mean, he's a great character. He's iconic in a way. You know, such a weird creation as well. Because from the outside, it is just does. It just looks like it's you know Doc and Marty from mm, from Back to the Future. But it's you know it's a it's a lot more layered character than that. Yeah, and it goes to some dark places as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unbelievably Absolutely. so. Yeah, yeah, the the new series. Did you see the new series as well? Series. Uh, actually, I, ha- I haven't seen the new new one. I haven't no. Um, but no, yeah, it's insane the sort of character work that goes into it. And it's 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 a simple kind of premise, but he's you know complicated individual. <laughs> but what? Why is he? Why do you aspire to him? What is it about him that you? Yeah, it's just yeah, it's that sort of the knowledge and, and the, the you know just yeah that's also there's an adventurousness as well yeah it's sort of like you know going out and um the show itself is about family the, li- the likability yeah the likability you know it's the way he comes across it obviously is sort of i like to think that it's kind of coded a bit as well like it's sort of maybe not really like that and, yeah yeah he's yeah. weird he's kind of like the opposite of the doctor he's the same sort of genius he can do anything but he's complete opposite he's like he'll he'll do anything and he'll you know he'll he'll swear and he drinks and does all the drugs and everything he's the opposite of the doctor in every way except what he does i would say about the uh the doctor in in all incarnations as well is yeah. probably the more virtue yeah that's that's a good one as well. I feel like, like yeah. The I feel like Rick is the Doctor, like a hundred regenerations down the line, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't take it anymore, and he's just like turns to the drink. Okay, cool. Um, so next question: uh, What is the show you've been addicted to recently? Uh, recently, recently, uh, definitely. Uh, Peaky Blinders has caused spontaneously buying many hat flat caps. Uh, raise, raises okay. in the rims. Uh, I tried. I tried that, and uh, yeah, <laughs> airport security weren't, weren't uh, yeah. too um, <laughs> I think the show's done great things for the lad culture. Yeah, and uh, sort of added to that, and it's also kind of I like the fact it's made parts of Britain cool that aren't London as well. Yeah. I think that's yeah. yeah, like Birmingham sometimes kind of becomes a bit of a the the butt of kind of quite a few jokes yeah. uh, beforehand and now actually has a, a sort of a cool kind of vibe to it and uh, you know it's it's a very British kind of crime drama. It's very I think some of those crime dramas fall into that into the yeah. Godfather mould very easily. And while this one has a sort of a, a similar setup with the family and things like that, it's the writing in it is so yeah, I think it, it they really deconstruct like the whole kind of what someone's got to do to kind of have a criminal empire 
Yeah. And also the fact that you can't, you know, that it goes into a, it's, it's kind of weird, like kind of Tommy Shelby as a, as, a, as a crime boss spends half his time trying to make his business legitimate. There's always this pressure to kind of be accepted by society and kind of, you know, especially at the time as well. With the sort of yeah, yeah, yeah very elitist kind of setup. Um yeah, there's a very there's a very British kind of feel to it and that sort of that sort of classist kind of edge. Yeah. Um also coupled with just the, the great quotability and also just the, the, the big weight of the thing. It's still very tragic and kind of mm. with with a great soundtrack as well. Like yeah. the, the mod yeah. soundtrack is very good. Oh that's cool. Yeah, I've I as I said I've not seen it. It's it's on my long list of things I need to watch. It, I think I like it as well because I do like sort of crime drama and you know i'm i'm a sort of man of many tastes so i'll give anything a go um yeah. really but yeah no it's, it looks really cool um but how many seasons are there have you got all the way through it or are you uh yeah i'm up to date i'm up to date um season six is going to be coming out i think either tail end of this year and stuff like that yeah and that's another thing as well each season's got like sometimes tv show seasons kind of fall and merge into each other each season's got a very definitive kind of start and finish on them which is good. yeah yeah, okay. yeah it's bbc isn't it it is it is yeah. bbc which yeah. is weird which is weird because they don't have many kind of zeitgeisty shows really do they there's there's not many shows that kind of fit into this modern tv binge binge thing because you know no not yeah that's it who i mean i think maybe i think fleabag's got probably gone into that yeah feedback yeah his dark materials was on there as well yeah yeah peaky blinders that's like that's kind of like they get thrones kind of isn't it you know it's big popular twisting it's a big drop of them yeah it's a shame that it's sort of it it feels like it hasn't really kicked on into that sort of big sort of drama and like yeah to be, to get to be fair like um obviously with bbc3 going to an online kind of setting actually that's and there's quite a few kind of very niche shows as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Question five. What is your ultimate comfort food TV show? What is the show that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy at the end of a long day uh, when you need a, a boost? Oh, man. All right. Warm and comfort TV. Do you know what? There's only one guy. It's, it's got to be AZ's Caribbean Kitchen. <laughs> cool. It, it, literally, or, or just any any show fronted by Izzy Harriet, just the guy is a legend. We had to, we actually have a picture of him up in the kitchen here. Oh wow! Uh, watching watching over watching our, lighting our spice rack indeed. Um, mm. Just brilliant. Just um, just just so much more than a cooking show. And it, and you put it on at the end of a long day, every single time. Uh, yeah, it's nice to just flick on. It's a nice kind of again again like I I myself really like cooking as well. So it's got some good recipes on there as well. But yeah, it's also that sort of the meme feeling as well, like literally Ainsley's a bit of a walking meme. Um, yeah. You just look on a few episodes and just go, yeah. Chill. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why cooking shows are so popular, I guess. It's because, you know, people like to lay back and kind of watch some food being made. It's kind of the food porn thing as well, I guess. Cool. I mean, that, that's a surprise, I've got to say. I wasn't sure you are going to say that, but... um yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, like when I watch something, I like. I think sometimes when I watch something, I like to really kind of get invested. So it's not like sort of like. I mean, there's there's a few kind of squishy kind of shows as well that sort of like. Uh, first time I got like UK TV history, just something like uh, All Creatures Great and Small. Okay. Uh, there's yeah. just something nice and comforting about just watching sheep. Uh, and you know, literally every episode is exactly the same. It's a, yeah. like I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, I haven't. Peter no. Davidson. Peter yeah. Davidson's in it. 
pre kind of Doctor Who. It's just li- yeah, literally every episode is just essentially like some form of farm animals giving birth and lots of people uh, basically just put stethoscopes against it and go, I that's all right. And it's just like, you know, it's just based on sort of true stories of betting. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just something homely about it. Pretty homely. It's, an old, it's a bit of an oldie. But, you know. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I like loads of, you know, classic British sitcoms and stuff and all the old ones. And yeah, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. I'm not saying it though. Right, so do you have any favourite TV quotes at all that you wanna you wanna mention? Uh, oh, I've got a few. Um, literally anything that that comes out of Gene Hunt's mouth in Ashes to Ashes or Life and Love. Uh, okay. Well, most most of them very quotable. Probably the probably most of the usual ones actually. To be fair, things like uh, you know, I am the one who knocks stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic speech. Yeah. 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 Breaking Bad, and uh, I think it's good when stuff is quotable and things that is that sort of edge to it. A few Doctor Who speeches actually are very quotable as yeah. well. Andrew gave us a load as well. <laughs> yeah, there's good. so many good ones. It's it's endlessly quotable that show. That's the best thing about it. Okay. Um what is a show that has meant a lot to you in the past for whatever reason? I'm gonna have to probably go with I'm trying to think of a sort of when it really came out of a something very emotional kind of probably the Rosa episode actually of Doctor Who. Which yeah. episode, sorry? Rosa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, of course. Sort of like the episode itself, I think, like, was fairly run of the mill kind of in terms of structure, but yeah, just that the ending bit with the swelling of the music and actually, mm. you know, kind of. Yeah. I think also they were nice in that they sort of portrayed it and they, you know, very, very frank and Sunday time, kind of tea timey kind of slot. Mm. And also for, like, you know, for something that is marketed as a, as a family show, as a good show and things like that, to sort of deal with and show prejudice and racism and. and mm. You know the, the endemic effects of it and things like that. Yeah. You know, they sort of was was great and very sort of very very frank and yeah. uh, creeping issues and stuff from Chibnall's yeah. run. Actually, that is something that has been very good. That the show yeah. has been very you know very willing to kind of tackle and show those things on yeah. television and in a way that's very accessible as well. Yeah. Sort of seen through the lens of fantasy. You know, I think fantasy's got that sort of edge to it, hasn't it? But, yeah. No, yeah, I completely agree. It's a fantastic episode. It was, yeah, it was incredibly emotional at the end. Yeah, I loved it. I loved watching that one. Yeah, so well written as well. Anything else? Any other any other shows that have meant a lot to you? Who would probably in general, actually, to be honest. Like, yeah. uh, I, I still remember, you know, because I kind of, as a, as a kid, like, I think my, I remember watching my, my dad or something quote old Doctor Who a little bit. Mm. said, like, you know, oh, this was an old show that, you know, your mum and I used to be scared of, used to hide behind the sofa when we were young watching, you know. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's been back on TV uh, with some guy called Christopher Eccleston and uh, some pop singer called Billy, Billy Piper. And then, yeah, I remember that freshness and that whole kind of looking at science fiction and, you know, that sort of travelling kind of aspect of it. And again, very quotable, but yeah. especially, you know, that, that Eccleston tenant kind of five, six year period in particular is just, they did so well in setting up a, a series of characters and a little yeah. mini universe and, you know, how yeah. stuff you know, could connect and stories could kind of start. And, uh, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and just that real kind of love of, of the show as well. Yeah. Like, you know, the show is very, it was very reverential to the show's history, but it wasn't, it wasn't shoving kind of stuff down your throat, kind of, you know, mm. here, have a, have a pop culture reference here, however, you know. Yeah thing in yeah, the background yeah, yeah. here oh, just shuffling through some garbage oh look a Cyberman helmet throw that you know yeah, yeah. it was 
it was very kind of very much yeah very reverential to the show's history but brought it forward into today's kind of thing watching it at school and kind of yeah it just captured you it just captured you very taily okay. they really kind of get that energy into it that I, I i still love the show and stuff like that but i think you know perhaps it's something to do also with the age of when you watch these there's that old some older generation of who fans would probably say that like tom baker you know that, that mm. era or mm. i think it's when, he, when you're introduced to it through the, the lens of Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Basically, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Sweet spot. Okay, cool. I mean, to what extent do you think TV has the power to heal you, to to make you feel better, to help you in your life? Yeah, I think it can. I think it can. Like you can get really passionately connected to a, to a show, and mm. and also you know, you become so invested. I think like in the last sort of ten years, we've seen how. TV has just become this is this great vehicle for telling stories that you just can't tell in other mediums. You know, these sort of long, lengthy kind of well thought out, long kind of narratives and stuff that you can invest so much time in. Yeah, and now the production values of TV have got to such a level that you know that the scope for what you can what you can bring to the small screen is, is amazing. You know, like a Game of Thrones or mm. or Peaky Blinders and stuff like that. Like. 10 or so, you know, 10, 15 years ago would just wouldn't have been able to have happened. You know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, it, and it can heal you and stuff like that, I think. It, uh, TV is also more willing to tackle uh, and show and portray kind of contemporary issues, you know, sort of talking points and really sort of very quick to kind of get on to what people are talking about a little bit more. Film is a bit more you know, our chart shows that 48% of our viewing audience would prefer it if you, uh, if you included this, you yeah. know, and it, instead of TV kind of takes an issue and says like, well, how, what we can, how do we make stories? How, yeah, how do yeah, we yeah. make something that, that sort of pulls people in and makes people kind of like, you know, think, oh, next, next, yeah. you know, we've got to find out what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so yes, I think it can. It kind of it can it can get to the heart of matters very quickly and yes it can hear you because it, for some people like seeing these issues and being a part you know, really can grab you and sort of like it opens opens minds and also makes you it educates people I think. Yeah. A good mm-hmm. drama educates as much as a as a documentary which educates yeah. as much as you know, even just a, a thought piece. <laughs> Right, so on to what are your top five episodes of TV? And they don't have to be top five, they can just be five episodes you love in particular. Five episodes that stand ooh, out. Ooh. Right, Journey's End, number five from Doctor Who. Uh, just big, bombastic, literally the big com- combination of five, like five or six years of TV. I remember that one. I also remember probably the first episode of I also remember very clearly the first episode of the show Heroes as well. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that, that was good. Okay. That sort of yeah, how cool it is to have superpowers in the real world and just it was yeah. a good show. It was a good show, felt, yeah. Felt really fresh at the time and stuff and that, yeah, I remember that. Rosa probably. Rosa that's probably Rosa, well. yeah, no, yeah, fantastic, yeah. Again from Doctor Who. Not sci fi in this uh, <laughs> an episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. The uh, you may you may know the one if you've seen the show where uh, Will's Will's dad yeah 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 amazing yeah God. and it sort of sh- yeah that, that sort of episode that showed the world that will smith could could act and was more than a rapper and yeah and it was yeah, yeah. that frankness and the whole you know the, 
very honestly kind of it wasn't sort of a Hollywood eyes sort of grief moment you know kind of I'll never forget him he was this person to me you know very there was anger there was sadness there was confusion there was yeah very well acted scene and also just sort of a real testament to that show the way that show kind of brought out many many things as well about sort of you know it was a very interesting show actually because it sort of showed a non-stereotypical black family reconnecting with its roots sometimes gets lost and sort of you know i love i love the carlton you know yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 there was some real heart heartwarming moments in that show so yeah. very good probably for just sheer complexity uh right and back full uh from sherlock okay nice yeah good choice that was the first time i think that like i i felt like a tv show was became such a talking point as well because the moment the show finished like i remember just going online after on facebook and just the whole facebook feed was just literally this is how he survives this is how he survives this is how he survives this is literally everyone everyone like people i i didn't even knew like yeah. watched the show yeah or just even had a had an appreciation for it it was just so and the way like it was left and even like after t- after two years there were still people coming out like right I got you right. This is how it happened. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I think the episode afterwards was very clever how it tied up. So yeah, definitely that one stays with me just for for writing complexity, really kind of that that mystery edge to it, and just yeah, really did leave you hanging, like kind of thinking, okay, how did? Yeah, I suppose that. Yeah. Do you think that there's anything that connects those episodes that you've chosen? Is there anything that's in common between them? Any themes that you can pick? Yeah, sort of well done moments and just sort of yeah, again writing. Like television, is, I think, is again with the sort of longevity and things like that. People can put so, so much. You know, the writing in TV. Yeah. Across the board, it tends to be sort of very tight, very yeah. tight, very sort of grabs you and sort of. With film, again, it's that more sort of like, you know, especially like a you sort of like summer blockbuster or whatever. It's like, da 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 here, have an action scene. da 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 here, have a reveal. da 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 end. You know, yeah. with TV, like, it's so much more kind of weaving in and out, you know, ideas and themes yeah. that you pick up on only later on and great drama. Okay. Sort of edge to it. Yeah, I suppose that's what connects them. Yeah, just sort of moments of great writing or clever kind of, yeah. And also just acting as well. I think TV actors get TV acting is as good as film. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, that brings me to my last question. If a TV show was based on your life, what would it be called? <laughs> well, he looked smaller from the other end of a telescope. What was that? Well, he looked smaller from the other end of well, a telescope. Well, sm- he looked smaller through the other end of the telescope. Um, it would probably be that uh, people wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Snappy tail. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that wraps us up then for today. Thank you very much for being my guest here on TV Therapy. Um, no, thank you for inviting me. No worries at all. Um, thank you very much. I will see, speak to you later. Bye. See you later. Have a good one, everybody. Well, there we go. That was Ollie Fry chatting to me a couple of months ago about his favourite TV shows. Apologies for having this episode out so late, but there have been plenty of things that have kept me busy in the interim. Now, as for the future of the podcast, there is another episode of the Doctor Who uh, special podcast. Uh, where me and Dennis and Andrew chat about all things New Who, starting with Series 1. Part 2 of that will be coming out uh, this month, hopefully, sometime soon. And ahead of that, there'll be some more TV therapy interviews with various people.
but yeah thank you very much if you managed to get this far um please check out the tv therapy twitter uh, at tv therapy pod that one's under and there's a facebook account as well which you can follow and that'd be grand um as usual like share subscribe um the podcast is now on apple podcasts finally um i'm very very happy about that i managed to get that sorted out and so now if you are an apple device haver and you want to use that to listen to your podcast and particularly the tv therapy podcast then we are on there so please give it a subscribe on there and a review as well if you would be so inclined um but yeah that's about it for now and thank you very much for listening and I'll, i'll see you all later guys bye